When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Money can come out of this. But if it's like this, man. If you if you if 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 you're doing something purposeful, right, right, you're going to be rewarded for it. You just have to trust and believe that you're going to be rewarded. And you have to recognize the reward. You may already have a job. Right. You may already have a sustained lifestyle. Right. You may already have a healthy family. Like, you may have all of these things in place. Right? And then philanthropy falls into you as your purpose. Right. And then you're doing it. And you're helping people. And you're changing lives. Your blessing just very well may be that you can continue to maintain the space that you have. But you're going to get frustrated with this if you're looking for money from it. Yeah. It's going to frustrate you because you don't even realize how you're being blessed. 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 How you're being Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. When Art would normally say, welcome back, welcome back, but he is not here. He is on daddy duty today, so I'm holding it down solo. But all that means is we got another dope episode coming your way. These are the kind of episodes I get the most excited about, right? When I sit down to plan an episode, and I don't have to do much planning. I love those. Let me tell you why. I don't have to direct them. I don't have to tell you what we're talking about today. What I can tell you is that we're going to talk about passion and direction and achieving. But the beautiful thing about a guest like we have today is he has the ability to paint a story and communicate that to you in a way that inspires you. I've been all over his Instagram page. I've had a couple conversations about him. And I think this is going to be one of the powerful ones. And I cannot wait to see where we go. So with that, I'm going to introduce our guest, Shabazz the Great, Shabazz the OG, Shabazz Low Brother. Welcome to Wild Black. Oh, man. Appreciate you, Darius. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. 100, man. Do me a quick favor. For sure. I, I read your bio. Mm-hmm. I, I peeped out the page, spent mm-hmm. some time with you. I couldn't figure out how to sum you up in five or ten words. Sheesh. Right. And that's one of the things I love to do. I love to tell people, hey, he is this, she is that. They do this. The beautiful thing about you is what I felt from you, what I read, what I heard was so broad, but so real, I didn't want to put you in a box. So what that means is I want you to take a couple seconds and just tell Wild Black who you are, and more importantly, what your purpose is. Because I do know your purpose. I want to hear that. Um, who am I? I'm a, I'm a friend. I'm a dad. I'm a grandfather. I'm a brother. I'm a son. Yeah. You know, um, I consider myself a leader. Um, average, no. Normal, yeah. 
I feel that. That's a powerful line, to be honest. Average, no. Normal, you yeah. Know, normal, normal guy, yeah. Average guy, no. Um, purpose, I didn't find it. It found me. Hey, man, yo, you, he, he already stealing my thunder. I'm sure going to use that line. But go ahead, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, it's, but, but it's just real. Like, I didn't find it. It found me, uh, you know, unsuspectedly. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know I, I didn't see, you know, who I, I didn't see what I'm doing coming. Right. Who right. I am, I've been this. Right. It becoming a commodity. Yeah. It becoming necessary. It becoming valuable. Yeah. In our culture, hip hop. Um, our society, our black culture, it becoming something necessary, something profound, something interesting, something yeah. worthy of discussion, something worthy of flying from Miami to Atlanta to sit in front of somebody on their platform. Right. Didn't see any of this coming. Um, and I think that's the beauty of it for me. Yeah. Because I'm just being myself. I'm going to do things all out of order, right? On, on episodes like this where I can just kind of let loose, I'm going to be all out of order. I'm supposed to go into our wild black shit right now, but I'm not because you said something that I don't think we can skip over. You talked about finding that purpose, right. not necessarily being ready for it, not knowing that it was coming, like it found you. For sure. So we almost going to flip it and do the dope quote first. Hit him with that, that quote about purpose finding you one more time. And I want to have a quick chat about that. Yeah, you don't, I didn't find, I don't, I didn't find my purpose. My purpose found me. Let me tell you why I want to talk about that, right? Because we talk about purpose and positioning. We talk about passion. We talk about inspiration. We talk about all that stuff on this platform, right? And the question that consistently and constantly comes back from our listening audience is how? Like, I'm looking for my passion. I'm up every morning searching for my passion. I don't know how to find it. I don't, I don't even know where to go to look. I don't know the questions to ask. But you didn't find yours. Yours found you. Right. How did you position yourself, your mind, to be ready to accept what come back? Um, well, I could tell you the, the, the real story. Yeah, it comes it from It comes from the reception that I was getting on social media. Yeah. Meaning, initially, I was in the same space as others. Right. Um, posting memes, jokes, funny stuff, nightlife, yeah. socializing. And, you know, and I, and, I, and I tell this story in every interview because it's, it's necessary. Things changed um, with one post. Yeah. One post. I put up a post about male groupies and how we have literally watched um, the dynamic in nightlife socializing change where once upon a time, if five guys came to the club, they had 20 girls. Yeah. We watched that shift from 20 guys having five girls. You understand what I'm saying? So, and I started to notice more, more and more frequently, you know, with the prevalence of social media and camera phones and started to see guys pushing girls out of the VIP section so they could stand next to the rappers. And like, it just got real weird. And people were noticing it, but nobody was saying it. Right. And I put up a post about it. And Meek Mill reposted it. Meek reposted it, and it went viral. At the time, I said, I think I found my purpose. Yeah. But in essence, it found me. Because yeah. what happened is the responsibility. I felt the, re that's what it was. I yeah. felt the responsibility of the platform. Because like I said, once upon a time, like if you go back to 2016, 17, 
maybe some parts of 18, it'd be like, Shabazz, why was you cussing so much? <laughs> like, I'm talking about, like, you was talking like on social media, like you was on the street corner, <laughs> right? But it got to a point, like, back then, I realized it's like, it's a lot of women that follow me. It's a lot of young adults, teenagers that follow me. I have people telling me that they're young, young boys, as young as nine, when they hear my voice on Instagram Live, one of my friends in Philly, her son was nine at the time. And she said, when he hears my voice, he'll say, Mom, you listening to my man. He nine. Crazy. You got to feel good, too. Man, it felt crazy. Yeah. It, it did feel good because it's like, if I'm, I'm, I'm relating, I'm relatable to people as young as nine, nine all 18, the way to my demographic. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. That's a power. That's di- and, and, and I'll, I'll get back to this in a second because when I just told you before we came on camera, I was just in Gaston County, Florida. And I spoke at a prison and, I, and later on that evening, I was at a community event. Right. And after I finished speaking, a nine-year-old girl named Sade came up to me and said, I really, this is a nine-year-old girl. I really appreciate you being here today. She said, all the things that you said changed my whole life. Mm. And she started crying, bro, and wouldn't let me go. Mm. You, you said you felt the responsibility. Right? Yes. And... Yes. One, I, I get that completely. That's why I changed the vernacular this and platform. the verbiage. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I changed. Yeah. You know, I'm still a man, and I, you know, and I talk how I talk. However, um, at that time, at that time, I still needed to um, recognize, you know, the impact. So that's where the responsibility came in at, because I never wanted to be, I never wanted uh, to fall into a space of wow, he really, he really talks that talk. And he really says a lot of profound things, but he curses too much. I didn't want that to be the case. You feel me? I didn't want, it to, I didn't want to lose people in the delivery. That's that growth. The question I have, when you talked about the purpose finding you, then you realizing and feeling that responsibility... I get that, right? Same thing happened on this platform for me. The question I have for you is... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How do you tell other people to recognize when that purpose finds them? Because I, I have a feeling that purpose is knocking on someone's door. Mm-hmm. They think it's a trend. They think it's a, a mistake. They think it's an accident. They think it's a, a short-time thing. How did you realize that this was purpose? And not even insinuating that purpose is going to remain the same forever because it probably changes. But how did you realize this was yours in this moment and you had a responsibility to capitalize? I saw my life changing. Oof. Oof. I saw my life changing. I saw money coming from places that I couldn't even think, uh, that I couldn't plan for it to come from. Opportunities were coming, you know, when you have anxiety about, um, and you know, we all pay bills, right? And you know, and 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 if you, if you uh, are in a space of, man, where, 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 where is this going to go in the next year? And you know, you start worrying about things. 
but then things start happening in present present time right. for you to realize, why am I worrying about that when this is happening right now? And I'll never forget, um, it really, really got prevalent for me in 2020, like right during the time of the pandemic and where I was living, I had to, you know, it was just time to move. I had right. been in the building seven years. You know, it was, it was just time to relocate. And the place that I was going to was considerably more. I had the money, but it just still gave me anxiety right. that I'm going to pay significantly more than what I've been accustomed to paying over the course of the last seven years. Right. But it's like, but you got the bread, go. Because this place is better. This place is more tranquil. This place is more serene. You know, this place, it, you know, we live in a society where, you know, people tend to gravitate to you more based on how you conduct yourself, how you carry yourself, how you dress, where you live, what you drive, what your network is like. Like, these are the things that matter in our society. Um, and sometimes it matters too much because you get away from the individual. But for me, in that moment, it was like, okay, I went out on that limb of faith and was like, no, nah, I got the money. Okay, I'm going to do it. So then a year go by and then they increased my rent significantly. And got, I'm like, wait a minute. But then I had to tell myself, the money there though. You got the money. You don't want to move, do you? And you got the money to stay. So what I'm saying is I noticed that the more I was who I am, I could relate that back to the things that were happening in my favor. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. So now, when I question, how is this going to happen? Or what if that happened? I take myself back to, you have what you have because you've been who you are. But that's up that's to a, the end. That's the line, too. <laughs> Say that one more time. You have what you have because you've been who you are. And you can't tell another person how to identify with their purpose. That's where self-awareness comes in at. You, you're going to know it because you're going to do what you're doing effortlessly. I get up every day and post on social media effortlessly. When people, when I see an opportunity for my voice to be heard, sometimes I get paid for it. Sometimes I pay to be where I'm going because for me, the voice has to be heard. I'm not going to deny, you know, the opportunity to hear the voice. So if it's a situation where I have to treat it like I'm a, a new artist and I got to go on a promo run and I got to go do this one for free, I'm going to go do that because why let them miss the message? Because I'm going to get blessed somewhere else anyway. I don't know where it's going to come from, but it's coming. You, know, you got to have that I, confidence. I want to ask you a question on that. Mm -hmm. So what I just heard was sometimes the blessing isn't monetary in that moment. No, right? Right, absolutely right? not. I'm, I can attest to that. So tell, tell me this. Help people with this one. How do they distinguish between passion, purpose, purpose and profit? And, and, and the reason I'm asking it this way is I've had conversations with people when they say this must not be where I'm supposed to be at because there's no money there. How do you operate in that space when the money's not there today? Because you don't have no faith in what you're doing. Mm, say that again, brother. We, I think I'm going to say that again a lot today. You, have, you, you, gotta, 
you have to believe in who or whatever it is that you believe where you receive your blessings from. You understand what I'm saying? And, and I'll tell you this. When you're trying to... Um, when you're trying to find your purpose or when you're looking for that purpose, I'm telling you, money can't be a part of it. Brother? You can't. Like, you can't. I didn't do this for money. Right. Money just happened to be a component of it, an advantage like and a benefit. a side effect of doing it. No it comes work. from it. Yeah. Because it's like money can come out of this. But if it's like this, man. If you if you if 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 you're doing something purposeful, right? Right? You're going to be rewarded for it. You just have to trust and believe that you're going to be rewarded. And you have to recognize the reward. You may already have a job. You may already have a sustained lifestyle. You may already have a healthy family. Like, you may have all of these things in place, right? And then philanthropy falls into you as your purpose. Right. And then you're doing it. And you're helping people. And you're changing lives. Your blessing just very well may be that you can continue to maintain the space that you have. But you're going to get frustrated with this if you're looking for money from it. Yeah. It's going to frustrate you because you don't even realize how you're being blessed. See, I was able to recognize how I was being blessed. I was able to, I was able to associate how my life was going and connect that to what I'm doing. Mm. And sometimes it's in lump sums of money. Sometimes it's as small as getting an alert that somebody spent $25 a day for a book. I appreciate it all. I appreciate it all. And the only thing I, me personally, because it's my journey, the only thing I can equate it to is I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and in return, I'm getting what I'm supposed to get. Mm. So in there, I'm going to assume that some of the people listening today are going to say, that sounds great. I would love to live that way. But how do they overcome the fear in doing what they want to do or feel like they should be doing versus what they feel like they have to do to survive? How do they manage that fear? Um, that fear, that fear encompasses and, and, and shadows a lot of people, yeah. myself included. You know, life is scary. Life is scary. Life, life gives you anxiety, you know, because these bills steady coming. Steady coming. You know, they don't stop. They don't take no days off, right? But people have to, this is the reality of life. Everybody is not going to be rich. Everybody is not going to live lavishly. Everybody is not going to have the things that they want. You have to be, you have to be able to recognize the path of your life and you have to be able to look at your life. Like you have to look at your life and know where you're blessed at. Right. You got to do it. I go for walks a lot. And when I walk, I walk through the park. About two, three years ago, I'm walking through the park and I'm eating some pretzels. Right. And this man is walking and I could tell, you know, he's a little disheveled. So I can, I could tell, he, you know, he probably was displaced, you know, unhoused, right? And he was walking beside me and I offered him some pretzels. 
And then I gave him a couple bucks and we started talking. His name is Jimmy. And he was living in that park with his wife. But this man's spirit, he was so upbeat. He was so full of life and energy and he was smiling and talking. And, and I asked him, I said, Mr. Jimmy, you live in this park? He said, yeah. He said, my, that's my wife over there. I said, how you living in the park and you this happy? You so happy. He said, man, because this was my life at today. It don't mean this one will be tomorrow. Well, I wish I had an applause track. He said, this don't mean well, this don't mean this one will be tomorrow. He said, plus, he said, I understand something. I understand you can't rush God. This is what the man say to me. He said, I understand it. Now, mind you, mm. I live in the high rise on the 45th floor. You understand me? And, and this man lives in the park. Brother right there in the park. This man lives and sleeps in the park with his wife. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And the man said, I understand that I can't rush God. He said, the problem with a lot of people is they pray, they say they believe in God, but then they turn around and try to rush him. You're not going to get it till it's time for you to have it. No matter who you are, what you're doing, what you want to be and what you're trying to do, nothing, and this is where a lot of people get, get it wrong at, nothing in life that's meant for you is going to miss you. I promise, what, good or bad, if you're supposed to go through it or if you're supposed to have it, have it. You're going to get it. And see, people will say, what's your bad? That's easy for you to say. You got this. You got that. You friends with Floyd Mayweather. You know these people. You, you, it's easy for you to talk this talk. Yeah, but I'm the same dude that y'all done seen with, with this one and that one. And you see me doing all this hot shit. But when the pandemic came, I went to a warehouse to work for $12.50 mm. an hour. I'm him. So don't never get it confused. I'm not one of those people who you think made it and now I talk about it like it's easy. No, because if God in the universe, if I get thrown a curveball, I'm riding it. I'm, it's never going to be, oh man I, man, I can't go work for no $12.50 an hour. Bullshit. What I can't be is broke. What I can't be is broke. And if I get up and go work for $12.50 an hour, because I'm unsure about where are we about to go as a country. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I know how much money I got in the tuck. And if you're telling me you can't, you can't make no money doing uh, anything other than these type of things, guess what? I'm going to go somewhere and, and, and get this $12.50 an hour because on the way to work, on the way back from work, stopping at the gas station, I don't know who I'm going to meet. See, this is how I think. You have to stay in a space. I don't care what you get and how high you go. You have to stay in a space of humility. Not in the space of humility of dumbing yourself down because there's multiple definitions of being humble. And a lot of people like to take the one that says, no, people want you to be humble because they want you to, you know, you want, they want you to suppress yourself. No, not that definition of humble. The definition of humble that is no matter who you are, how high you go, how wide you reach, how much paper you got, you still human. 
And that's what people forget. And you will be tested. You will be tested. If you really say you this kind of person and you that person and I'm this and I'm that, okay, let's see. Let's see if you leave this high-rise building, go downstairs, get in your BMW, and go to a job that's $12.50 an hour after you used to doing these upper echelon things in life. Are you willing to go do that? You know how many people wouldn't? You know how many people really get, get, tricked, get tricked out their spot because they feel like, no, I'm too good for that. I can't that go work. That pride and that ego. That pride and that I don't have none of that. I got too much pride to be broke. I got too much pride for my son to text me and say, Dad, can you send me $100? And I say, I can't. Mm. I got too much pride for that. I got too much pride for my daughter to possibly need something. Granted, she's married with children, but I'm, I got too much pride for my sister to need me. Or my mom say, can I get my nails done? Can you send me a couple bucks, son? And I say, I can't. I got too much pride for that. So if $12.50 an hour right. got to be a... a, 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 a um. A moment in life for right. me. And it's just a while moment, I'm too. Oh, it's a moment. It's a moment. Because, listen, I went and got the job, Darius. My friend called me and said, hey, we need somebody. I'm looking for some workers to do this job of putting these food labels on these boxes for people that's affected by COVID. We got to send them these food packages. We just need somebody to label the boxes. $12.50 an hour. Do you know anybody? Yes, I do. Me. They talking about shutting down, can't go outside. I got to go outside. So give me that 1250. I went and got the job so fast, Darius, I wasn't paying attention that it was a temporary job and it was only for two days. <laughs> so <laughs> at the end, you know, so at the end of the shift that night, I'm asking the, the supervisor, what time do we come back tomorrow? He was like, Well, no, you got to go to the office and see if they got another assignment for you. So what you mean? He said, you do, he said, this is a temporary position. This is temporary. I didn't even dig it. Uh, but you were so focused on the opportunity in the That's moment. That's it. I wouldn't think about nothing else. All I heard was money. <laughs> right. Job, money, yes. out the house. Yeah. That's all I heard. Yeah. Brother, I, I want to do something. I, I don't normally do it this way either. I'm going to... I'm not stopping the interview, but I'm going to pause it for a second. I just got to say to everyone listening, you know, when, when people reach out to you through relationships that you have and they create opportunities for you, sometimes you just got to stop and say thank you. So live, I want to tell Ava thank you for even bringing this to me because I'm sitting here like it's everything I got to do not to shut the interview down and go get some shit done. <laughs> like I want to go get some shit done. Now, I don't know what the rest of my day going to be like, right? but it's going to be different after spending this time with you. I also want to do something different. I don't, I don't want to wait till the end of the episode for people to hear what your page is. And I'm okay, folks, if you all pause the episode and go open this up. Brother, you got to tell them how they can get a little more of you because there's so much more that they can hear on your pages. I want to talk about the book and the podcast, and I want to get back to all this inspiration. I want to understand how did you become this person, right? There's a journey here right. that, that has to do with your past and things that happened, things that didn't happen that put you in a mindset. Mm -hmm. of letting that pride and the ego go. I think that is critical to people here. But first, please tell them how they can stop and go interact and engage with your words in a broader space. Um, well, my Instagram is S-H-A-B-A-Z-Z-T-H-E-O-G, Shabazz the O-G on Instagram. Um, but I recently, you know, started releasing episodes 
of my podcast, Flip Your Life, which is also the title of my book, Flip Your Life Podcast, is on tmtdigitalnetwork.com. And that's T-M like Mary T, digitalnetwork.com. Uh, Did you get on Amazon? The book? Yeah. Uh, book Baby. It's okay. on Amazon, but a lot of people, for whatever reason, we having problems with Amazon. So if, if you're on my Instagram and you just go to the link in my bio, my um, website, bazdeog.com, is in the, the link is in my bio, and you can grab the book from there as well. So you can get the audio and the E as a package. You can get the original softback, or you can get the new updated cover hardback. Same book, yeah. just a different cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tmtdigitalnetwork.com is where you can see the podcast. As of last Wednesday, is the first episode. It'll be available every Wednesday at 8 p.m. I just did my first episode with Rico Love. Um, and uh, Shabazz the OG uh, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And, and Wild Black Family, you know this is not a place of promotion, but anytime we can direct you to a resource to help support the bridge we're building for you to go to where, from where you are to where you want to be, you know I want you to have that information. I want you to have it immediately. So I want to go back to the question. What was the journey like to become the person who sees opportunity and tucks away pride and ego so they can go win at whatever cost? How did you become that person? Pride and ego has never been the issue for me. Right. Even when I was in the street hustling, I had a job. Right, right. And right. see what I'm saying? Even yeah, yeah. when I was getting fast money, I was getting slow money. Yeah. You know, I was going the block. You've been wise a long time. I would go on the block, drop off work on my way, on my way to the hotel where right. I worked at. You understand right. what I'm saying? Dropping like, off that work while going to work. Dropping <laughs> off work on my way to work. Real tough. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like I I that's really what I would do. You know? So pride and ego has never been it because my mama cleaned people's houses to feed us. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, my mama, my grandmother worked in the, in, the, in, the, in the high school lunchroom. You know, I don't come from, I don't come from prideful, egotistical families, even on my father's side. Right. You know, I come from people who go get it, you know, at, at, whatever, at whatever facet that looks like. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was never about the pride and the ego needing to be put aside. It was always about doing what's necessary and not allowing pride and ego to step in to disrupt that. I never had to fight the pride and the ego to go do what I needed to do. Right. Doing what I needed to do was always the given, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So the pride and the ego was never the challenge. What did happen on the journey, this particular journey, what started to happen is I started to see things take place that I knew had to only be God sent. It only had to come from a law. I it, it it just there's no other way to describe it. You know, and one of the most profound descriptions of this is my relationship with Floyd. We didn't know each other. We weren't friends. You're talking about Floyd Mayweather for Floyd Mayweather, right. yes. Floyd and I. You know, and people that will, that you know, when you go on my page, you'll see I consistently wear TMT hats, the money team. You know, I'm a representative of that. That's my family. And, but this came about, Darius, because... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. 
It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Pam offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. This man was watching my social media. Now, my mother always instilled in us Always exude stellar behavior because you never know who's watching. Never know who's She watching. raised us on that. And believe somebody is watching. Always act like you got some sense because you don't know who's watching. Right. With that being said, he had been watching my posts and, 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 and sharing them with his immediate camp. Like, yo, he be talking that talk. And one time I put up a post that personally resonated with him. And that led to him telling his assistant, who was my friend at the time, rest in peace, Kichi, telling Kichi, like, I want to I, I, I meet homie. So she was like, oh, I know him. That's your bad. She was like, no, do, do you, like, know him, know him? She's like, I know him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, I know him from Miami. And she reached out, invited me to his 40th birthday. And one, one, this was in 2017. And when I met him from that day to this one, it's been this. So I'm saying that to say, what are the chances of me doing what I do on social media, capturing the attention of one of the greatest athletes walking the planet, one of the most wealthiest black men on the planet? What are the odds that not only that his attention was captured, because I capture a lot of people's attention. I've been around the music industry since I was 17, so a lot of people know who I am. And a lot of people see me in public. and like. Yo, Baz, you be talking that talk. Appreciate you, bro. Boom, chest bump, fist bump. Going about their business. They give me the flowers and they keep it pushing. He could have did the same. He could have waited till he, he could have continued to watch, admire. If I run into him, I'll let him know. No, he went the extra mile. That ain't nothing but God, bro. That don't, that, that don't come from nowhere. What that told me was keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. What you're supposed to get is going to come to you. You found your niche. You found your lane. I don't care how many of my celebrity friends I know. I don't care how many of my guys are still in the street getting to a major dollar. My friends will tell you one of the most admirable things to them about me is that I stay in my lane. I stay in my lane, Darius. And I done been around the killingness of the killing, you know, not to glorify that, but right. these are just the people that I come up around. Real, the hustlers real. are the hustlers. Right. I've been around them all. I've never cheated off their paper. I always stayed on my test. I've been influenced here or there over the course of time in life where I had to realize as a man, okay, you have your own identity. We all have been through that, you know, coming up in the trenches. But for the most part, I perfected staying in my lane. And people don't understand the power of that. They don't understand that people see you, people watch you, people analyze you, and they pick you apart. And when you're not being something that people can see what you really are, it discredits you. So it's to your advantage to stay in your lane. It's to your advantage that if you're not a fighter and your friends is getting ready to fight, 
Nobody, if they know you, they're not going to call you a punk. Right. Because they know you're not a fighter. Right. They respect you in that regard. Right. We want you around because you're good at this. Yeah. When it's time for us to get into something else, we don't even want you here. But if you try to pretend you about this and you're not, and then you end up telling or you end up causing something to go awry because you operating outside of the dynamic of who you really are, now you hurting everybody. Stay over there and be happy over there. Not enough people comfortable with their own journey, dog. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people can't find purpose because they're looking in somebody else's mirror. Mm. Well, you were over there preaching. One thing I heard you talk about, it, it, it actually extends something that I say. I've asked people many times, for those listening, how do you teach people to dream further than their environment allows them to see? And, and I just heard you take that and build on it because for you, it wasn't about seeing further than you could dream. It was about being aligned with God and having your steps ordained so that he delivered your message well past what you're Because I don't care what you're dreaming. If, he, yeah. if that ain't what he got ordained for you, it's not 100%, happening. 100%. 100%. So you could dream all you want. You could dream all you want. What's meant is going to be. That's a fact. Now, I do believe that we play a part in what that ordainment is based on how you approach it and what your intention is. What, what's our role in, in that? that approach? You got to have, you, again, what I'm doing. I didn't get in, I didn't wake up one day and say, boy, you know what? That boy, Eric Thomas, Eric Thomas and um, I be seeing Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas getting money, man. Les Brown doing his thing. What's the other brother? Um, with the his 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 um his arm is handicapped. Um, don't even matter. We already riding with you. I forget his name, and I hate. I'm mad at myself because I like this brother, man. But I never looked at these guys and said, "Boy, look, they getting some money doing them motivational speakings." I think I'm going to do that. Because if I did that, Darius, this wouldn't work. Because I already set my intention. My intention was to do this to get some money. And if the money didn't come, now watch this. This was just so crazy. I got the knowledge. I got the information. I got the experience. And I can really share this and save lives. But because I got into it for the money, and the money ain't coming the way I want it to, I'm going to quit, and I'm just going to go do something else, and I'm going to keep all of this. Do you know I just Everybody did a disservice? Out there. Everybody, Everybody missed, dog. Yeah. Yeah. And it's your fault at that point, too. It's my, you think God going to let me get away with that? No. I'll be arm wrestling with life for the rest of my life because I ordered you to do something, and you didn't do it because you didn't get some money. Dog, I done been, I done been in a situation, bro, where one of my closest friends done called me at night at a time when I thought he would be asleep. Send me a message. I don't tell this. This is my first time saying this story out loud, but I need to share it. Fair away, brother. My man say to me, I've been watching you. I've been watching your journey. I've been seeing what you do, bro. I've been watching and I've been friends with you for almost 20 years. And you've never asked me for nothing. You've been my friend. You've been a real friend. You've been a more of a friend to me than a lot of other people that I grew up with. 
more friend to me than some of my family. You just been a solid guy and I watch you, what you do with your platform, what you do for your people and how much you grind. He said, man, I just want to be a blessing to you. And he wired me $100,000. You think I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing, Darius? I'm the paycheck. I'm the bag. I'm the bag. And today, I might get 100000 out of nowhere. And then for the next 30 days, I might be done spent ten or 15000 of my own going places to speak to people who couldn't afford to pay me. But they got what they needed because what I'm supposed to get is going to come. You got I don't what you trip. needed. They got what they needed. It's I don't trip. I promise you, bro, yeah. I don't trip. You know, I'm, and I'm not putting myself out there. Let me just make this perfectly clear. Please, everybody, don't start calling me, asking me to do stuff for free. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. Please. It's, it's people, about intention. It's people that around. I have to pay. So if you trying to be slick, because you hear what I'm saying, and you just decide, oh, you know what? He'll do something for free. I'm, gonna call. I'm telling you, God not going to bless that. He's going to tell me to say no. Right. So I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> intention matters. In God going to tell me to tell you no. I'm letting you know now because I will say no because I mastered the art of knowing when someone is trying to take advantage. I'm not going to allow you to take advantage of me. You know, we're still going to have adult business-like conversations. And again, everything just reverts back to your intention. If you got bad intention, I still got my street radar. I'm a know it. My radar is still beep. I mean, my battery stay charged. So you still can't play with me. No, Love don't. It. I tell them, never get the positivity confused. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm still who I am, you know. And if you move with perfect or not perfect, purposeful intention, you're going to be cool. Tell but me you, about your faith, brother. I want to know all about your faith. I'm Muslim. I'm Muslim. I, uh, I've been Muslim since I was, I'm 55, I'm Muslim since I was about 23. Right. You know, Islam is a religion that you're going to always learn. Right, right. You know, you're never going to, you're going to learn. critical, learning for the rest of our lives. Yeah, super. You know, and again, something else my mother taught us, you know, as long as you live, you'll learn. You know, same thing in, in religion. You know, you seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave. Like, in Islam, to be honest, is what, Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is, is, it, it, it helped me with, um, with discipline. It right. helped me with, uh, with, um, it helped me with uh, being conscientious, you know. Because um, I've heard it woven through the whole story. Yeah, because that's what it comes from. Yeah, you know, I love that. I'm not perfect. You know, but I do pray five times a day, no matter where I am. I do fast on the month of Ramadan. I do, you know, read Quran. I do make dua. I pray. You know, it's, you know, again, am I perfect? No, but we're not supposed to be. Because if we were, there would be no need, you know, for Allah. There would be no need for God. There would be no need for prayer. Like, if you was perfect, like, what's the purpose, you know? But for me, yes, Islam plays a huge predominant part in how I operate because I believe, I believe the things that I have, I'm blessed. I'm, it's no, there is no other, no other explanation for it. There's, there, I, 
There is no other explanation for how my life is. There is. I haven't had a nine to five in... Next one would be 20 years. 21. December 2002 was my last corporate structure position. 21 years. You understand what I'm saying? And, and I'm not talking, you know, I've been in the streets tearing it up. Nah. I mean, granted, I've had my spurts, but I've been blessed on my journey because that's what this has been. So when I look back over the course of the last 21 years, I got a 26-year-old son, right? My daughter, 32. But my son, especially. In 26 years of his life, I've never had to tell him no. I've never told his mother no. We put him through college, four years. You understand what I'm saying? You know, anytime he needs me, I'm there. Anytime my family has needed me, I've been there. For me, that, that's phenomenal. It's a hell of an accomplishment. But it only goes into, but it goes into the how. And the how is the who. And the who stems from the what. Damn, that was all right there. That was all right. You know what I found is that as, as I let my life begin to come together 10, 15 years ago, like really come together, not, not to come together where you are fronting for everybody that you are successful and you got money, like to come together when you get really real with who you really are. Right. Once I started doing that and I began to walk in an ordained step and I knew it, right? I knew God was directing my steps. What I tell people is that I found myself in a position where doors opened that I never knocked on, opportunities came that I never asked for, and I found myself in positions that I never even dreamed about. Exactly. It sounds like that is the spot that you've been in. So the question I want to ask is this. How do you tell people how to find their way to that space? Because it's obvious it's a space that multiple people can occupy because you're there and I'm there at the exact same time. You have to be okay with the contents Mm. of your space. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? You got to be comfortable. And receptive of what the contents are. You have to, because it's yours. Right. It's yours. Not what this person has. Too many people believe that they can dictate what the reward looks like. Mm. Mm. That's where they go wrong. The reward may not be you can shop whenever you want, or you you got a mountain of money. That may not be the reward for you. Again, your reward may be contentment uh, um, that you can, not contentment, pardon me, maintaining. Mm-hmm. You have all of these things. So many other people are losing. You know how many people may want to be in a position that you're in? You're not losing anything. You're still gainfully employed. You're still feeding your family. You're still, you have to recognize what your blessing is. And if you think that your blessing it's supposed to be this because that's what that person's blessing is, then that's what you're going to lose and get sidetracked because what something looks like for somebody else is only to your eye. You don't ha- you're not privileged to what's going on internally in this situation. They may be emotionally distraught, but to you, oh man, they living, 
like this. I wish I was living like that. No, you don't. Because you don't know what they go through yeah. at night. Yeah. You don't know how much that person might cry in the shower. You got peace, serenity. You may not have all the things that you want, but you get up happy every day. That person that got all of these things right. wake up miserable. Yeah. So have, do you really want to trade places? Anyway. Yeah, 100%. I, I wish people could really hear that message, right? Especially, in like social media for me can be a blessing and it can be a curse because you've got to be powerful enough and insightful enough to see through some of the bullshit that's out there. No, you have to. Yeah. You have to, Darius. But that's why I say I won't allow people to, I won't allow people to tell me it's easy for you to say you made it. I haven't made it, but I'm living proof. Like, I told you about working for $12.50 an hour. That was three years ago. Yeah. Back in 2007, going into 2008, you know, I was in a financial rut. And a friend of mine in Philly, that was, I was in Philly at the time. This is before I went to Miami. And this is in my book. A friend of mine, like, I had minimal money, you know, probably less than $1,500 to my name at the time. You know, that, at that time, I was still playing around in the streets and some things just went horribly wrong. And it was right. just, it was just a worse time. It was just, life was life. Right, right, Times right. three. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to no pride, no ego. My, my friend Roz had owned a daycare and, and she knew I was looking for work. And she was like, Shabazz, I, I, I don't want to offend you, but I do need somebody that can pick two kids up from school and drop them off at the daycare every day. They need to be picked up from school and dropped off. I'm job hunting. Can't find no job. I'm, 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 I'm experienced in... I'm experienced in uh, the hospitality industry. Can't find no job. I'm riding a buggy eye, E-class Benz. You know, I got nice suits. Mm -hmm. Can't find a job nowhere. Rod says, I don't want to offend you. But if you could pick these kids up, you know, I can, I can, you know, I can give you 400 a month. I took it. I did that for a month and a half, Darius. I did it. And in the interim, and during that time period, while I was doing that, my man Manny called me. Again, I'm versed in the music industry and consultations and promotions. And my man Manny called me and said, yo, I know somebody that's looking for a consultant for the independent label, and I believe this will work for you. He introduced me to the people. I met with them. We entered into an agreement. They started off paying me $2,400 a month, right? And as I was working this project, I said, you know what? I really think this kid would do better in the South. I think this project needs to kind of try to be broken in Miami. And they said, Shabazz, whatever you think, that's what we're going to do. And people sent me to Miami. They put me in a hotel. They put me in a rental car and gave me per diem. And I was there for nine months on that project. And I've been in Miami ever since. But it started from getting that $100 a week from yeah. Rise. And being open to what was coming in your lane. That's why I know what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because every time, and mind you, that $400, that $100 a week is coming off of having a lifestyle 
of running around for the previous three years with a friend at the time who was an NBA ball player. Right. I'm on private. I was riding private jets in 02. You understand what I'm saying? Running around with him, driving Bentleys, Range Rovers, high-rise. a lifestyle. I was car services and street money. So yeah. imagine going from all of that and then going down to, I got to take $100. You know how many people would have turned their nose, their entire face up at that? Dog, I don't, when it's go time, it's go time. All of that other stuff means nothing. I'm never going to be talking about, man, I was just this and I, I mean, I can't, I can't let nobody see me. What I can't let nobody see me is broke. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer in if you don't have that pride and that ego, and opportunity is there for you, you better take it because you don't know what it's going to turn into because for me, it's nothing but a test. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I was tested in that moment. And God was watching the entire time. I was tested in that moment, bro. Yeah. I'm coming from living this lifestyle. Link coach, jury, and all. Like, my, my sister out there, she'll tell you, like, I come from living, doing all of this stuff, man. And then being with guys in the street, we living like this. We really out here moving and shaking. And then life, lifed. Now what you going to do? You understand what I'm saying? Fast forward from, that was 2008. Now we get all the way to 2020. That's 12 years later. Okay, now, now he's been, he been having a good run. He been, let's test him again. We got this thing called COVID now. And yeah. people, somebody say they need somebody to work for $12.50. He know he ain't got no income right now. He got some savings. Let's see what he do. I could have easily said, yeah, let me call somebody. And say, no, me. And this lady that gave, that she, and she knew me since 2001. She was from Philly as well, but happened to move to Miami is also. And, and she told me, she said, I've been friends with you for a long time. She said, and you just reminded me why I respect you so much. She said, you've been a real man the whole time I've known you. She said, I did not expect you to say that you was going to be the one to take the job. She said, but me knowing you, I'm not surprised. And hearing your stories, brother, it just, it takes me to something, something I had a conversation with a friend about years back. And he was talking about all these dreams and ideas that he had, and he never got a chance to, to achieve them, to even get close to them. And the conversation ended positively. But when I told him, I said, hey, you, you got to consider this. You're a man of faith. How do you expect God to bless you with more when he gave you less and you fucked it off? Right? right. When, when you can't even accept the less and try to do the best with that, why do you think you deserve more? And, brother, you, you're, you're teaching people. <laughs> right now that you can do a lot with a lot or a lot with a little and it leads you to where you're supposed to be. Brother, your story is amazing. Because you're going to get where you're going. Right. Because you're supposed to be there as long as you behave right. Listen, once your, I'm going to call it your itinerary. Right, I like that. <laughs> you understand me? Yeah. This is my itinerary. This is my itinerary. Once your itinerary is presented, you're going to have to follow it. If you don't follow your itinerary, goods, you're going to be off down. schedule. You're going to be out the loop. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not going to arrive where you're supposed to arrive at. 
But people, they, they want to, they, you know, they want to, they want to, they want to um, manipulate the itinerary. They want to compromise it. They want to, you know, like you can't, you can't, you can't cheat the grind, Darius. You can't is cheat. This, is this what people can expect from the book? Oh man, the book is. The, see, here's the thing about the book. Flip your life, right? Flip your Flip life. Your life. The book I was and just the talking podcast. to. I was just on. I was talking to my friend, um, Marty, the other day, and she, 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 she has my. She just got my book, and she told me, like most people, expecting these wild roller coaster tales about the street and the women and this and that, and it's not that. It's the foundation of my book is what my mother said to me when I was seven. Right. You're going to learn everything the hard way because you don't listen. That quote from my mother is on the back of my book. Right above Fab's quote, right above Floyd's quote, right above Allen Iverson's quote is my mother's quote. Right. You're going to learn everything the hard way because you don't listen. So what the book is about is from this high to now. And it's stories about things that I've done, things that I've encountered, and the results yeah. of those actions that got me to where I am now. So I showed you stories of things that I did when I was young to corroborate my mother saying, you're going to learn everything the hard way because you don't right. listen. Right. And I show you what happened from not listening. all the way to the age of 29 when it registered. Yeah. But I was in prison right. when it registered. It registered sitting in the hole right. at East Jersey State Prison System at Rawway. Right. It registered. I sat in that, I was in the hole for two months. And while I was in the hole, it didn't change everything because I still had more learning and growing to do. But you felt it, Lamb. I felt it. This is what your mother always told you what happened. She told you you was going to end up in jail. That moment of realization is one that you never forget. Oh, I, 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 and, and then I talked to her later that day, and I told her. And then she asked me, how you doing? And I told her, I'm good, man. She said, did you eat? I said, yeah, I ate. She said, well, what did you eat today? And that day I, I ate, I had two pieces of bread and some string beans and made a string bean sandwich. Right. And when I told my mom what I ate, she cried. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? She cried. So I remember that day. I remember the day that I woke up. Again, it didn't, everything didn't just change. And I didn't say, yeah, so now when I go home, it's I'm not magic. I'm a, it's not. But once you realize it, right? Yeah. This is what people don't understand sometimes. Just because you realize it, doesn't mean, like you said, it's not magical. But now you are aware. So now as you continue to grow and you make your mistakes, now you have your reference board. You know you're not supposed to be doing this because it's going to lead to that. You know you, 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 you got that realization. Don't forget about it because if you detach from it, then you can end up back in the same circumstances and situations. So what you have to be able to do is once you get that awakening, receive it yeah. and take it with you. And then when you find yourself tripping off course, take that realization and apply it so you can keep yourself in motion. And that's what I did. And as time progressed, 
I got further and further away from the old me and progressed into the new me from these experiences that I've had. And, and you know, and I never, and, you know, and I never forgot. I never forgot that moment, man. I never forgot that moment. Brother, this, this has been absolutely amazing. We are, we are at the end of the episode. I want to do a couple of things. The last thing we always do is go through your socials, tell people where to get your books, how to mm -hmm. follow you. But before that, I would love it if you could just take a few moments and look at the camera, close out the episode by telling the listeners and the viewers whatever it is that's on your heart to share with them. If you are in a space in your life where you're trying to figure out life, remember the life that you're trying to figure out is yours. You're not figuring out life universally. You're not figuring out life collectively. You're not figuring out life with your homies. The life that you're trying to figure out is your own. And as I told a group of children a week ago, the greatest control that any of us can have in life is self-control. If you can control you, you can control the world. If you can control you, you can control practically anything. But it's going to start with self-awareness, and it's going to start with one of the most feared words in the English language, which is accountability. Be accountable. If you did it, stand on it. Correct it. Understand your contribution. Understand that pointing the finger is never going to be the solution to whatever it is that you're going through. If you find yourself in an argument with anybody, step back and ask yourself, what did I contribute to this to take place? If you can absolve yourself, move accordingly. But if you can find yourself culpable, own it. Address it, stand on it, and move forward. It'll give you a sense of freedom, being accountable for yourself. And that word and that, and that, and that action of being accountable going to save a lot of y'all from going through different types of misunderstandings, different types of heartaches. Like accountability is very, very, very strong. I'll leave with this. People always ask, how can we do better as black people? And how do we change? And how do we make things better? If you, me, Darius, Ava, and everybody else wake up every day committed to being the change that you say you want to see, everything changes organically. We don't have to make no announcements. We don't have to have no town hall meetings. If we all take accountability for our contributions to what's going on in this world and be the changes that we say we want to see, everything changes on its own organically. Mm. In the words of Snoop, this motherfucker don't miss. That was dope <laughs> as hell, brother. Hey, close out. Let's tell him again your socials. Hit him with the name of the book and the podcast and where to find him. And then we'll be out of this thing. Social media, Instagram, Shabazz the OG, S-H-A-B-A-Z-Z-T-H-E-O-G. The Flip Your Life show is available on tmtdigitalnetwork.com every Wednesday at 8 p.m. And the book, Flip Your Life, is available by way of the link in my bio on Instagram. Just tap the link in the bio, go to bazdeog.com and make your selection. You have three selections. The the uh the ebook with the uh the ebook with the audio, uh the paperback or the hardback.
Listen, Wild Black, I know you felt that. I know you felt that blessing coming your way when I opened this episode. I told you it was the kind where I had no idea where it was going to go, but I know wherever it went, it was going to be meaningful, powerful, and impactful. You heard a bunch of things, a couple of things that stood out to me. He talked about that itinerary. Can you follow yours? That's the challenge. The even bigger challenge is can you be accountable when you look at it and you realize that you're not where you're supposed to be? The only thing you can truly control is yourself. And I know how difficult that can be at times, and we have to fight through it and do it. With that, Wild Black, peace. We out. We love you. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.